Hi, I'm Erica Darvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter, and then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Rewinders, welcome to episode 49 of Podcast Rewind. I'm one of your hosts, Amy Randolph. I've got Erica Jarvis across the podcast table from me, and we are ready to get this thing going this week. Hey guys, welcome back, Amy. Um, just in preps for tonight's show, I have had soup. I have uh-huh. had uh-huh. Powerade. Uh-huh. I just took a Mucinex. I just also took an emergency vitamin chewable. I have sparkling water and kombucha. And I think I am ready to combat whatever tiny bug is tickling. I was going to say, Erica, are you healthy? I don't know. We will find out tomorrow morning when I wake up. Well, since you're going to talk directly at me for the next hour, I really hope that you are. I know. Well, you know what? Nothing kills germs better than alcohol. Absolutely. Because in all of those drinks you mentioned, you also have another one in front of you. Cheers. That's sad. Cheers. Clink, clink. Clink. What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc. It is slowly becoming the Sav Blanc of Jarvisville at my parents' house. Yeah. And so when I ran out to get all of the things I needed to feel better from this little cold, clearly I needed to grab a bottle of wine. Well, yeah. Also, the podcast was coming and there's just no mercy here. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> had your ride. <laughs> um, I'm having a new beer. Well, I don't know if it's new, but I've never seen it on the store shelf before. It's called Hazy Little Thing IPA from Sierra Nevada. Love it. And it's got the cutest little can design. It really does. It's a cool teal and like, yeah, like yellowy yellow green. It feels like it came out maybe a little late in the season. Like it should be a summer beer, but it's also called Hazy, so it makes me feel fallish. There you go. It makes me think of Crazy Little Thing Called Love. I think that's what they're going I think with that's, yeah. for. Um, you know, it's super dark. Because, obviously, Daylight Savings just passed. So now we're back to podcasting in the pitch black. I know. (laughs) Um, It's so early-ish, too. I didn't light a candle for us tonight because we only have our little piddly candle and the the fan always knocks it out. But it's super fall. We've been talking about fall on the show because, you know, us Floridians are just trying to usher it in. But it's really here now, if not fully in temperature, at least in spirit. Absolutely. I am ready to go get... The Christmas decorations out of the closet and prep this apartment for the holidays yep. and to continue. Though today when I was out and about, I still put one pump of pumpkin spice in my coffee. It's still fall. It's still fall. It's not can drink pumpkin year round. There's nothing wrong with it. Like I've said on the show before when we were talking about being basic, like <laughs> they really should just offer that all the time. Yeah. I don't know why they're so elitist about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Starbucks is nothing if they're not elitist. Kind of. I know. I mean, there are some people that are terrified to go in there and order. I mean... Oh, that's so true. Because it's like, if you don't say things in the right order, everyone in the store is like, ah, fucking newbie. Get out of (laughs) here. Boo. Why is it so small? I ordered a tall. Aren't those big? Oh, yeah. Those jackasses really can take themselves (laughs) elsewhere. (laughs) 
<laughs> it says on the menu board. I always just bring in my own personal cup and just hand it to them. I'm like, put coffee in this, Make please. it coffee. Make it coffee and make it good. <laughs> but what else is good, Miley? Are um, you obsessed with anything this week? Yeah, of course. This is November 6th. It is. It is the second, or the first Tuesday of November. Uh-huh. Which makes it election day. I am obsessed with the election you know, I've been talking lately how I've been a little apathetic to cable news. Yeah. Um, I'm not watching nearly as much as I used to in my Sunday morning ritual of uh, meet the press into um, uh, this Sunday into my favorite liable sources and then State of the Union with Jake. See, I had to think about you that. Did. My Sunday morning routine is still not really back, but I have really been paying a lot of attention lately, obviously leading up to this election. I early voted last week. I did my Same. civic duty. Um, I also knew this was podcast day, so I had to get that shit done. Oh. No time for long lines tonight. Um, but I am super invested in the outcome of this election. I'm hoping that things go the way that I feel politically. And so if you hear an ocean in the background, <laughs> hopefully that is the blue way riding on in tonight. So as soon as this podcast is over and we've got it up, you know, I'm at least going to turn on the TV and, and start yeah. watching the CNN stuff roll in. I might need to hide a little bit. Hopefully not. I just, you know, there's an adrenaline rush on these nights. And I remember this night two years ago and the utter devastation mm-hmm. I felt and really hoping that things are different this year. I know a lot of people were messaging me today saying how jealous they were that I could vote in the state of Florida because they so badly wanted to vote for Andrew Gillum and they just awesome. weren't Floridians. And I was like, uh, already voted, duh. And he got my vote. Uh, I also went on to Huffington Post and they're doing live coverage, but yeah. then it would allow you to go into other states that you cared about and ask for alerts. Like, I want to follow this election and send me alerts when it happens. So if stuff goes off, I am clearly alerted for Texas. Yeah. Florida. Oh, yeah, that Beto, um, Ted Cruz. Yeah. You know, they're not saying – they're saying it's going to be really tough for Beto, but, you know, when the votes get counted, we'll see where it falls. Yeah, and then most importantly, I've got an alert on the 25th Congressional District in the state of New York Uh because one of our listeners, Joe Morelli, his father is up for Congress. And so rooting for Joe Morelli – senior and junior in the whole gang. They're a good group and just shout out to them. So if there's any squeals in the next hour, it's because I'm getting alerts on my phone okay. and trying to be cool. Keep it down. The PTSD that's... from two years ago. I'm nervous. Yeah. You look, that was a bad night. It was not good. I did not go to work the next day. Same. I drank my face off, sobbed all night long uh-huh. and, and all a lot of the next day. And I don't want to relive that. And I think I'm not alone. I think there's a lot of people who, even in that highly contentious 2016 election, were apathetic and now have learned their lesson, I hope, and that they came to the polls. Whatever you believe, at least vote. Taylor Swift said so. People died for your right to vote. Yeah. Have you heard the story of the amazing man, the 39-year-old man who um, just was killed on Sunday in Afghanistan? Or uh, maybe it was Friday. But he was 39, and he was the mayor of a town in, um, I'm sorry, a Midwestern country oh, or uh, state. state. I'm really blowing this. But Are you said Like, his, his, you know, he's always been an amazing American. He's done two tours in Iraq mm-hmm. already. He's currently in Afghanistan, where they had an election recently. And he posted a picture on Facebook, his last post now, uh. where he was posting pictures of Afghans voting and talking about 
rights and how as Americans we all need to do it and God bless America and you know unfortunately he passed but his yeah his last post is so um poignant and poignant yeah like a a good treasure and something for America to remember people are out there dying for our right to do this so go to the polls right well okay so you want to tell me what you're obsessed with you want to turn this thing around yeah I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna turn it around um so a couple of months ago I saw this trailer for a documentary called Three Identical Strangers, and it immediately hooked me. It's about these three boys in New York and how um, one guy goes to college, and everyone's running up to him like, oh my god, man, I didn't think you were going back this year. Good to see you. Like, how are you? And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've never been here before in my life. Uh Too long, didn't read. These three boys are triplets, and when they were born, they were adopted into three completely different families and never told that they were triplets. Neither, neither were their families. Neither were their families. Two other identical. No boys one was to their told new baby. anything. Mm-hmm. So it takes until they're 19 years old for two of the boys to realize that they're twins. Goes splashes all over the newspaper in New York, and another guy is sitting at home looking at the newspaper, going. Holy shit, I'm the third. I look a lot like I look those a lot guys. like these boys. These guys go on to be celebrities. Mm-hmm. These triplets are just, you know, immediately bonded. They're on Phil Donahue. You would have been all over this. Let say, me say. Ground us in the year. When did this happen? Uh, in the 80s. In the 80s. Okay. So, like, Phil Donahue was taking them on tours. I mean, they're in arenas with people asking them questions because it's crazy. They all sit the same way. They have the exact same hands. Obviously, they're identical. But, um... They smoke the same brand of cigarettes. They're the same taste in women. They wrestled in high school. Things just keep piling up. Like, oh, my God, despite them growing up in a 100-mile radius from one another, look at all of their similarities. It's insane. Super fascinating. So fascinating. So I will say I'm going to start to spoil a couple of things if you're interested in seeing the documentary. Just a heads up. Click forward. Click forward. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. But – it continues to twist and turn to the point where by the end I was like, I cannot put my brain back together. I am not okay. You come to find out that these boys were separated on purpose for <gasps> science reasons. That's and crazy. this one gentleman, Dr. Nurbarger, wanted to see the effects of nature versus nurture. Could these triplets still be very similar? And what traits of theirs are nature versus nurture, how their parents raised them or just biologically? So that messes with their heads. Like, holy crap, we were science experiments. Like, that is insane. They missed out on living their young lives together. And you go to find out that, like, every one of them as newborns would bang their head against the wall in their cribs until they passed out or hold their breath until they passed out because they were traumatized by not having oh, their sibling. Baby separation anxiety. 100%. Oh, and it continues to go on. And, you know, like I said, there are some spoiler alerts. Only two of the guys are still here. One just, it really started to take a toll on him, and he ultimately did take his life in a very horrific way. But as the whole documentary goes on, you do meet up with people who were part of the study who would study the guys and, like, come to their house and say, you know, they were testing them. Can you jump on a pogo stick? How well can you do that? So, like, these people were coming monthly every other month and videoing these guys and then bringing that footage back and telling their parents, hey, by adopting these kids, we're just checking in on them and kind of seeing how these kids do foster in an environment like this. That's fucking diabolical. It's diabolical. And it gets weirder, the fact that all of them had an older sister who was adopted who was all 21. 
everything about these families was starting to parallel so much that these were all hand-chosen. One of them was in an affluent family. One was in a (gasps) middle-class family. One was in a low-income family. Oh, shit. So they do find a researcher who was part of this experiment. And what's so difficult is that all of the research findings from, like, Yale are sealed until 2066. And they can't even... They need to be destroyed, really. For sure. But these guys want to know, like, what were you trying to do with me? What Mm. were you doing? And you keep hearing, like, the, do you guys grow up? Like, we just want to know how you guys grow up differently. But then one of the guys who was actually there in the in-home visits kind of, like, leans back and was like, basically, the kids weren't the experiment. It was the parents. Mm. We really wanted to see how parents of different socioeconomic statures raised children. So, like, it's even weirder. These boys are just, like, we were lab rats. And there are other twins that they have found out there. And you find out all of the boys at one point in time were in a psych treatment Mm. in their teens. And all of the things that we start to see is a cool similarity. Oh, you guys like the same music. You smoke the same cigarettes. is easy. But what they should have been looking at is, like, every one of them spent, like, around their 16th birthday in a psych ward. They've all had, like you know, mental illness, like depression or things like that. They find other sets of twins who were part of the same experiment. And it is just so sick what they did, but fascinating. It just makes you think. Yeah. It's a, an incredibly fascinating study, but that's not how you treat human people. Mm -mm. You don't separate them for studying purposes. You let people live their lives with their family. Who knows who would have adopted those boys if a family would have taken all three or not, but that's certainly not for medical yeah. studies. So, and without that, the knowledge of the adults involved. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everyone you know, was so crazy, so upset. And like I said, you know, everyone kept pointing out, like, despite everything, you guys are so similar. That really must be the nature in all of us. But in fact, all of these boys were still very different because of their nurturing, and that is what makes us people: is how we have been nurtured and raised by our family. And that's the sick part: is like. They were really trying to prove the nurture side of things, mm-hmm. and they were really studying the parents. And they're like, it was, wow. it was insane. Super fucked up. It's on Amazon Prime, five ninety nine for a nice little twenty four hour rental. You pay I, for that. I needed to see this documentary. I have been trying to find it in the dark internet for like the last <laughs> couple of months and couldn't find it. But it was so good. Yeah. I'm still, like, a little mind-fucked. Well, speaking of the dark internet... Yeah, we're going to have to open up the door and walk in. Yeah, I went to corners of the internet and corners of humanity this week prepping this show that, um, I gotta say, I cannot wait for this episode to be over in certain ways. Maybe this is why I don't feel good. Maybe I have, like, bad juju in my body. Yeah, we need to do some, like, saging in here when this is over. I've got sage. So, I will say, you know, Erica and I pick our topics every week, a few weeks out, sometimes one week out, and we had been circling on this topic for quite a while, and I don't think we would have done it had we known how... What we were going to find out. I think that's so right. We definitely mentioned, like, after a couple of days and, like, reconvened and went, we need to do better research before we (laughs) find on this topic. And I am going to say, I sneeze on this mic. I do apologize. It can feel something. Okay. All right. But, you know, so we're here and we're going to do it. And I think it's an important topic to talk about. It is. And um, there is a term out there that some of you may have heard, but not many. It may be on episode 33. We did talk about it briefly. Um, so this week we're having a discussion about incels. We are. 
And there's a reason because while it is part of the dark internet web, incels are otherwise known as involuntarily celibate and generally it is men who are part of this incel group are popping up in the news recently for really tragic tragic reasons. These are gentlemen who feel that they, you know, cannot be in a relationship um, and no fault of their own. Um, and that's why they were involuntarily celibate. And there was most recently another shooting here in the state of Florida. And it was in Tallahassee at a yoga studio. We are not going to mention his name. No. He does not get to deserve that. But he was openly part of an incel organization and went into a yoga studio and did excuse me, fire, and uh, we lost two lives, two a uh, faculty member and a student, both at Florida State. So our hearts go out to that whole community. It's where my brother and my sister-in-law live, and that little side of the state just needs a lot of love right now. But incels are damaging this country, and we kind of need everyone to be perked up. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's unpack it. Um, we'll discuss it a little bit. Um, again, that was not the first shooting nope. um, by an incel for the reasons that the incel gave in his final manifesto. And I, I hope it's the last, but it's not, you know, even close to being the first. So mm-hmm. so let's, like, figure out what this is first. So there are lots of podcasts out there. There are. Uh, talking about incels. And there are podcasts by incels themselves who are spouting their ideology on this medium. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and say right up front that I went there. I went to uh-huh. the dark place and I forced Erica to listen yeah. to some of it as well. She didn't listen to as much as I did, but I listened to some of these mm-hmm. incel um, men and their podcasts. It was, it put me in a dark place. Yeah. I felt bad and sad and scared when uh-huh. I was listening to this. And so I am not going to be saying what shows no. I listen to and no way will I promote that. But I certainly do have some insight that I didn't before that yeah. I'll kind of mention. But there's another podcast called Unequal. I will mention this. It's hosted by a female. Did you catch her name? I know you listened as well. I didn't catch the host's name. I, I did think not. she says it. But at any rate, she has obviously her podcast title is Unequal and talks about equality of people, specifically women. She clearly has a feminist bent to her podcast. And let me tell you, the incels. Very feminist. Oh, for sure. But to, like, ground us all in what an incel is, first thing you have to know is they have an entirely different dictionary than we do. It's like when you start reading Harry Potter books, and for a while you're a little lost until you figure out the terms. So let's get out there right away. So incel is short for involuntarily celibate. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, do you want to stop real quick and talk about, you're the one that studied up like how this movement even got started. Yeah, so like I mentioned, back in episode 33 of Podcast Rewind, I talked about a really cool show called Things I Found Online, and I highlighted their episode, Trends, Trolls, and Incels. And on that show, the um, radio, the radio DJs are hosts, and they invite people to go out on the internet, do some exploring, come back and let's talk about it. They talked about incels and the new version of incels we have today. But in fact, this term stemmed from a blog that this woman, Alana, who does not want to be known as anything other than that, Mm -hmm. started in 1993. She was a lesbian. She was having a hard time getting into a relationship. She, you know, was... Actually, she was bisexual. Oh, okay. So both ways, having a hard time. Having a hard time. You know, she was in her early 20s just started a blog and kind of wanted to get with other people and ask people to like join in in the comments and have a conversation about like, you're trying, but it's not working for you. You know, are we involuntarily celibate? Which 
is a funny joke where, you know, you'll hear somebody say, like, oh, I'm a born again. It's been a couple of months. Yeah. And, you know, it's like just that a, thing tightened back up. Right? right? Like, uh-huh. oh, no big deal. Um, so we have those kinds of jokes when it, somebody just says it's been a long time or, you know, just having a hard time getting into a relationship. But with this original, like, 1993 concept, there was no um, blame on others. It was like, oh, I am just having a hard time. And um, it was people just trying to get to know each other and learn. Yeah, the and ins- then it took a weird turn. Took a weird turn. So now today in 2018, this incel community lives online largely in Reddit and some dark blogs. 4chan. Uh-huh. 4chan. Incel.me uh-huh. is another one, a huge forum for them, but a lot on Reddit. The actual incel subreddit has been banned, but yeah. they're springing up with yeah. other names and other twists on the name. Um, but so just basically an, an incel, like we said, it's a, typically a man who is not at all accepted by women and now hates women for yeah. that and is very blameful of them and um, is openly violent towards a woman, um, does not think much of women as people or as members of society, believes that they should be allowed to dominate them and often um, not only supports but promotes rape and other violence yes. against women. really feels like women are here to serve men. Right. So like I said, when I was listening to those podcasts, it took me a while to catch up to what the incels were talking about because I don't know their words. Yeah. So on Unequal, going back to that, she basically laid out their terminology. So She was really good. And some of it, it leans towards being funny. Uh-huh. So if we giggle a little bit, forgive us. Yeah. But here we go. So our first, like basically the enemy of the incel is a chat. A Chad is a good-looking guy, he's got swagger, and he gets laid. Yeah. A Stacy is a good-looking woman, she fucks Chad. Yes, she does. Stacy's fucking Chad, she's not fucking you. Nope. Now, there's a Becky. Becky fucks betas, or normies. Uh-huh. So a beta is a guy who can get sex, can function enough to get sex. Again, these guys are very interested in relationships and marriage. Yeah. They're talking very specifically about sex. It's as if you talked to a 13-year-old who somehow could drink alcohol legally. Sure. Like, they're just stunted. With, right. With their ideology. So, so again, so a Stacy is a woman that you desire. According to them, she's also completely stupid, and all she wants to do is fuck Chad. But a Becky will look around and and fuck less uh, good-looking guys, but still not an incel. A beta male is a guy that can get some sex, but he's not crushing it. A normie is, I think, applied to both a man and a woman. Uh-huh. And a normie are just basically blandly... Fives. Uh, yeah, fives. <laughs> fives to sixes who are dating each other yeah. and are kind of leaving all the rest of them alone. So then there's this whole, it took me a while to figure it out, and it took me until unequal to really understand this concept of red pill, blue pill, and black pill. So the incels have all taken the black pill. And I will say, having listened to them say it themselves, they really are talking about the Matrix. Yes. And they kind of relate their ideology to the movie trilogy, The Matrix. And they do believe that some people are not woke. And until you understand their ideology, you're either red-pilled, blue-pilled, 
and eventually blackpilled as yeah. they are. So they have taken the black pill, the incels, and that allows them to see the world as it truly is in the manosphere. <laughs> so they recognize that the men are the more dominant uh, gender, yeah. that uh, women should be succumbing to men for sex, that they have they deserve sex, and when women refuse to give it to them, we deserve what's coming to us when it comes to the hatred. A red pill is kind of a little bit below a black pill. This is a man who's kind of woken uh-huh. so that things aren't right, but not fully black-pilled. And a blue-pilled man believes nothing is wrong. And they are probably also a cuck. A, and what's a cuck, Amy? A cuck. Now, traditionally, the actual like, cuckold term refers to a man whose woman has cheated on him. Yeah. In their terminology, the way she said it on Unequal is, a cuck is a beta whose female is knocked up by an alpha or a chad, and he has to raise the chad's child. That's what she said the definition was. When I was listening firsthand, they were calling any man who had any sort of emotional attachment or sympathy for women a cuck. Yeah. They were calling entire countries cucked. Yes. They were talking about how Canada is so cucked because it's run by Justin Trudeau, a Chad. Oh, yeah. And Eastern, New- Chad. <laughs> um, Western European countries such as Italy and France where women have rights are cucked countries. They should really be more like Poland or Ukraine where <laughs> their women are still in line. They live so, in, like, a blue filter over there, too. Right. So, um, okay. So, a beta uprising is something they're all afraid of. I'm not entirely sure what a beta uprising is, though I know it was talked about in another thing that I read previously. Anyway, divorce takes on a different term to them, or to a different meaning to them a little bit, because they believe divorce is inevitable in every marriage, and it's how women ultimately steal everything from men. And divorce rape is what a woman does after divorce when she takes his children, his house, his money, and all those things. She's divorce raping him. This one's gross. Hold on to your toes. Ephenophilia is sexual interest in older teens, 15 to 19 years old. They really believe that these are the most uh, attractive, wanted women because... They are young, they may be virginal, and uh, satisfies their true desires when they believe that they're not pedophilic as long as they are into this older teen. And also, the government doesn't agree. You know, a lot of these men, I read an article last week that I talked to you about about how a lot of incels really blame their teen years in solidifying them in uh-huh. their incel status. That they if really? they didn't have sex before they left high school, that they would never have the opportunity. And that, fuck it, this is life. This is me. I'm an incel. Didn't they also think that, like, 13 is, like, the optimal age it's to lose, lose your virginity? Mm-hmm. And if like, by 18 you have it, like, you, maybe you can get to 20 once. Maybe someone in college will fuck you. But probably not. But probably not. Exactly. And, like... The guys that are fucking at 13 and 15 are destined to be chads. Yes. Um, So a lot of these men, and we will sidebar in their mental state later, but this is how they justify things like statutory rape and uh, abuse on young women is, I'm not a pedophile. I have a phenophilia. This is just what I'm sexually attracted to. Yeah. There's an ethnocell, and these are non-white males who are inferior and become incels because of their skin color. And this is where I would stop and say that a lot of these incels 
also identify with the alt-right and are highly racist. Yes. Um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, a Tyrone is a Chad uh, who's African-American. Oh, I, I didn't have that on the list, but I completely believe it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to... Okay, I'll just go there. So an ethnocell, there are subsets of that, like a curry cell, who would be an Indian male, or a rice cell, who would be an Asian mm-hmm. male. I am just saying things. I think it is despicable what yes. I just said aloud. Agreed. Um, and then uh, friend zone is actually a pretty mainstream term. Yes. But this is absolute hell uh-huh. to an incel. This is where they are pursuing a woman. Some of them pursue women and some live in their incel and just hate. But this is when an incel pursues a woman and she continually insists that they're just friends and he has no sexual opportunity with her. And he will probably eventually hate her and stalk her. Yes. Um, and then there is some other things like creep shaming they, you know, really hate on creep shaming because these guys do a lot of times harass women both online and in uh-huh. person. The yoga shooter was banned from campus at one point yeah. because he would stand around on campus leering at women and, um, you know, harassing women essentially. So, and because these women turned him in, didn't like it, turned him down, they would say he was creep shamed. So, I don't know, does that <laughs> put us in enough of a headspace? I, kind of, I mean, how do you get out of any headspace like that? It's just, you know, with these definitions and the way that they talk about women, you know, these men really feel like the, they were told their world is their oyster. And they can have whatever they want without trying. Yeah, there is. And there's such this desire to be with – they talk about wanting to be with women, but, you know, blame everybody other than themselves are you going to sneeze or not, Jarvis? Gonna, uh, I don't know. There is an entitlement to it. There <coughs> she goes. Bless oh my you. God. Sorry, guys. Uh, there's such an entitlement to it. Absolutely. I was watching a documentary that they referenced under an um, unequal. unequal. And so I'm not going to say it. If you can listen to Unequal, you can Google. Everyone knows how to do that. And, you know, this one guy was like, I've been rejected by over 1,000 women in person and 2,000 women online. What are you doing with your day? Is that all you're doing? Also, you're the common denominator. You're the common denominator. But if you asked him, out of a relationship, it's 95% like looks. And he feels like because of his face, because of the way he looks, that's why he can't get a woman. I will say, as I watched it, it was very clear to me that he was, first of all, unemployed. Mm-hmm. So he really was, as he said, bringing zero things to the table, not attractive and unemployed, but his behavior and the way he spoke, he spoke very, very fast. And if he like stumbled over a word, he would demand that the documentarian cut it and try again. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, oh, it's fine. Keep going. But no, I have to sound articulate. I have to talk fast. That's intelligent. And it just had this sense of like, I'm not sure we're playing with a full deck of cards. Yes. And that's where it gets a little creepy. So self-hatred... And obsession with looks of both themselves and other men is a huge theme, I realized, when I was listening to the firsthand stuff. So let's talk about, you know, mental health issues. Not all of these men will are probably experiencing mental health um, illnesses, but some are. And some of these men clearly are somewhere on the Asperger's or autistic spectrum. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, people with... 
that affliction have a hard time socially sometimes. And oh, well, a lot of the time, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of these guys are obviously turning it into uh, a hatred rather oh. than, you know, seeking help or, you know, you know, and help for autism. I know that that's, you know, kind of relative. But oh. essentially, there are a lot of other mental health problems that they were talking about unequal, like, you know, severe depression and body dysmorphia, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier. There's kind of a manifesto out there that a lot of these guys live by. It's called My Twisted World by Elliot Rogers, and it's 144 pages uh-huh. long. And he, um, I hate to say his name, but he is the San Bernardino shooter. Yes. That happened back in 2014, I believe. Yeah. University of Santa Barbara. Sorry, Santa Actually, Barbara. San Bernardino um, was the... different. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Hi. Yeah. 2018. Apparently, there's shootings all of the time. All of the time. But um, before he went in, he videotaped himself, yes. talked about his manifesto, and it was known that he was autistic or had Asperger's. And so, yeah, there is this like underlying thread. I watched another documentary on HBO, Vice, and um, they were talking to a guy who referenced himself as incel, but then used another terminology for like mind cell or something. And he was like, oh, I have mental disorders, and that's why also I can't be part of a relationship. So yeah. some of them recognize it. Yeah, some of them do. And when I was listening to stuff firsthand and also, you know, descriptions of them, they are so obsessed with something they call the looks theory that, you know, women reject them early on and it's all looks-based. And the Stacys of the world only care about looks, which again leads them towards women are so dumb, there's nothing in their brains, they only care about looks. And um, that basically it's over for them yeah. because they are not born attractive. It's over for them. I even, when I was listening to uh, the incel podcasts, they were talking about how, look, I've worked out. I've gone to work and made money. I've done the things that they say women want. Like I've got a hot body, uh-huh. but my face is ugly. And then there was so much intro hatred between different yes. incel groups they were, you know, if an incel kind of joined their online Reddit community and dared to post a photo of themselves, which most don't because they talk about how ugly they are. Yeah, I can't and show someone a photo. does, and you know, these guys will be like, You're like a four or five, get the fuck out of here. You've got to be a zero to be an incel. And I was listening to them honestly critique a man's jawline and nose and, you know, face structure. And he's not that unattractive. He doesn't belong to us. He's not a true incel. I am so ugly. Yeah. I am so undesirable. I could work out all I want and be so beefed up, but because I'm ugly in the face, I have to be incel. There's no hope for me. Yeah. That's a lot what they talked about in the documentary, which was weird because now I'm seeing that. And I can have my own yeah, perception. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see what you're looking like. And so to go along with Intel, there is another word out there called love shy. And these are gentlemen who want to be in a relationship but are literally paralyzed and don't make the move. So therefore they are involuntarily celibate because they can't make the move. Mm-hmm. Whereas incels really do try but get shut down. And it was an interesting mix of love shy and incels on the documentary and, you know, the Love Shy guy, you know, created his own website forum for guys who felt this way to talk, how do we do this? And then, like, pickup artists would come on and try to help these guys. And if you've seen the VH1 show, The Pickup Artist, it's not how <laughs> women want to be fucking picked up. No. This guy, I like, remember that show, and I think we referenced it here before. It's just like... It's like how to be a, a douche. It's so how to be a douche. You know, this guy, you know, was taking him to the mall and he turned around and saw that the documentarian's um, camera guy 
Kyle was pretty good looking and he was like, oh yeah, you get fucking like, look, you got those flat bottom shoes. And he was like, flat bottom shoes? Like, Vans? He's like, yeah, yeah, though that's what the women want. Now, I will tell you this documentary is old as they yeah. opened their flip phones and there was yeah. a lot of Enya going on in the background. <laughs> so it felt very like, I don't know when this thing was filmed. <laughs> so that was interesting. But one of the guys, like you mentioned, really just was like, I am so hideous. And he was like, I've already photoshopped what kind of plastic surgery I would get to become more attractive to women. And they showed it, and it was bizarre because he was like, I'd shaved it on my Neanderthal, Neanderthal like brow bone. I would fix this. I would change my eyes. And I don't know if he noticed, but his new face he wanted was very, 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 very feminine. It was oh, almost, yeah. it made him look like, a female, a very pretty female. Interesting. But I was like, how weird is your body dysmorphic? Like, Dysmorphia. you're yeah. so out of touch that, like, no, a woman might like that who's into something very specific, but man, you're just not thinking clearly. And they just kept ribbing on this camera guy. And they were saying, like, oh, you're like a feminist and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, I think women are equal. They're like, that's where you've got it all wrong, man. Like, you don't even know. This guy was like, I do. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I do. He was holding his own. So interesting that you bring up Photoshop because another thing that's really prevalent with the incel community is catfishing women. Yes. And they do it to – it's their way of getting back and humiliating the women who mm-hmm. have humiliated them. Maybe not specific women. Sometimes a specific woman that have rejected them personally. Yeah. Or sometimes just a woman just to feel – that they have made someone else hurt because they've uh-huh. been hurt with rejection. So a lot of these guys, and there are subreddit threads yeah. um, with tips and tricks for catfishing, stories of successful catfishing. I probably, I would guess anyone listening to Podcast Rewind is aware of what the catfish yeah. phenomenon is, but that's basically where you go online, create a fake profile that's not you, that's probably someone a lot more attractive than you, You attract someone else, and then in the end, you know, it comes out that you're not who you say you are. And someone else gets heartbroken because they think they have an online relationship with somebody that they're in love with. So anyway, um, catfishing is really prevalent among incels. And one of the podcasts that I made you listen to with me, they were interviewing a prolific, would you say, catfisher. Yeah. And they were so proud of him. He was so proud of himself. And, you know, it's so sad. Uh-huh. And then I guess I will just mention real quick, talking about them supporting each other, doing awful things to women. These guys don't think there's anything wrong with rape. They, nope. in fact, think that it's a man's right to rape a woman because he is owed sex. And if that's how he's got to get it, then they don't see anything wrong with that. I don't want to dwell on that too much, but it's an absolute truth. I've heard it from the horse's mouth. And that was soul crushing to hear. Yeah. It hurt it hurt me bad. It and scares me. It does. And then to go along with that, there are some of these guys who have never had sex, never seen a woman out of anything other than a bikini, mm-hmm. and who don't even then understand sexual things. Right. You know, they're um, a little repulsed by our bodies because it's terrifying to them. Yes. And so like there is in the documentary, and you also hear it on Unequal, a guy who Googles w- vagina and has this, as they say, petulant reaction. <laughs> it is like a toddler seeing, like, a poopy and being like, oh, gross, man, ew. 
The way that these guys freaked out about the female body, but then so deeply hate it. Like, I don't like mushrooms, but I'm not going to come for people who eat mushrooms. I'm just not going to eat them, and I'm not going to start a Reddit forum about it. Yeah, but uh, I just laugh because a mushroom is sometimes, you know, talked about in a discreet way for a penis. Mama likes likes an eggplant. Um, (laughs) And Houston X is kicking in. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. But anyway, it's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're so repulsed by it. Well, then don't fucking come and shop for it. I mean, I think that there's also, going back to the mental issues we talked about, like an intelligence level, it's like there's a very stuntedness to so many things, is that these guys never even hit puberty. They physically hit puberty, but their brain didn't catch up with that. Absolutely, and, yeah. And, or maybe, I don't know, clear speculation, maybe they are gay and they're mad at females. Sure. They are really, str- there is a deep struggle amongst these men, and it's interesting. Yeah, you know, I would uh, imagine that most of them are victims of bullying in high school. That's not an excuse uh, by by any reason. But, you know, these are definitely guys who have taken what they believe is a shit hand of cards in life yeah. and gone, I'm not going to do anything to better my situation. I'm going to sit here and get mad and, you know, join into this community of people that all we do is get mad about it. In fact, I... Some of the stuff I was listening to, some guys that are so deep into it judge other men who, incels who do things like hire prostitutes mm-hmm. or sleep with men. If, you know, um, like transvestite, yeah. you know, men, um, they call them copers and they look down on them. Yeah. You know, that you should, you're an incel and you should sit down and be mad in your own incelness yeah. and not cope with things like hired sex. I mean, like, I... Or, or even pornography. Yes. That's a... Like, I should not have been Googling vaginas then. Um, <laughs> and not. also, he didn't get, like, the cream of the crop when he Googled. I'm quite sure of it. Like I said, it's this documentary was 15 years old. But I have to imagine, and I haven't read anything, that even if somebody somehow became a normie and dated after being an incel, I mean, he would be hated. Like, that's not Absolutely. okay. You cannot. You're incel. You are in, like, once a sorority sister, always a sorority sister. Yeah, again, listen. I listen to this shit, so y'all don't have to. Don't. But don't, I don't. heard them talk about, a, they talk on this podcast that I was listening to incessantly just about other people's posts. Yeah. And either, you know, tear them down for their posts or... Be like, yeah, this guy had a good thought. But there was some guy that posted in their dark web Reddit about how I'm going to, I want to undo the black pill. I want to go try to be a normie or a beta. And they were railing him like, look, man, you've taken the black pill. You can never go back. You could never have a relationship with a woman because you'll remember how stupid and useless she is. Her only use is a wet hole. Uh-huh. And so you cannot put the lid back on that pot. You're black pilled and you're done, bro. Which he doesn't have to go back into that forum, though. Like, that's yeah. also a fucking choice to not sign into Reddit. So, I mean, and that's one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about on this podcast is, like, these guys have this ideology. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, there are people on Reddit and in real life that try to interfere. There are women that go on those boards and they were talking about them as imposters and that kind of stuff that try to go on. And I, I don't know what their purpose is. Probably some of them are trying to help, but try to say, hey, look, have you thought about maybe it's not your looks, it's your toxic personality have you thought about seeing a therapist you don't have to live your life like this yeah there are are other options and they are incredibly rejectful of that so and they are called um swj social warriors social justice warriors sjw's they definitely hate an sjw yeah an sjw is a social justice warrior who's either trying to help or you know call out an incel and also those who are out in the public um, openly supporting women and women's mm-hmm. rights. So any man that stood up for Me Too is an SJW, and he's also cucked, by the way. Um, but SJWs are not what they like. But, you know, for me, when I think, when I now that I know what I know yeah. about all of this... I kind of thought this would be sort of like a making fun, which I realize is not the right thing to do no. at all in this discussion, because there is nothing I really can do, I think, about it. These people who are going to choose to live their life this way are going to live their life this way. Yes. And it's one thing, if you want to live in the dark internet and, and be a weirdo, you know, that's on you. The problem is that these men are going out in public with AR-15s mm-hmm. or even just vehicles, and they're yep. hurting other people and they're killing people. Um, so you mentioned Elliot Roger earlier. He is like their savior. Yeah. They call him the Supreme Gentleman. So his crime, he was 22, and in 2014, he killed six and injured 14. First in his own apartment, he killed his three roommates. Mm-hmm. Then he went to a sorority house at the University of Santa Barbara yeah. and killed people with his car and with a gun. And look, they're not only trying to kill women. They want to kill chads, too. Yeah. Um, they want to kill the men that are having sex because they're so crazy jealous yeah. of them. So that's really what the problem is, right? Yeah. That's Yeah, by the... Go talk on your forums about Pokemon or whatever you want to do. What are you going to do? But you don't get to interfere with my life because you don't like it. Right. Like, I'm not hurting or harming you. It's none of your business. And it should be no one's business. But just it, a few state, you know, a few cities away from us, two women died last week. Exactly. Because an incel walked into their yoga studio and, you know, they're caught a rotting and there's somebody shooting at them. Yeah, that's where it's like... There's almost literally nowhere safe. No synagogue, no church, no movie theater, no yoga studio, no home that is safe because there are people out there with these ideologies. And to take them down one by one, we cannot do it. Somehow something has to change on a greater scale. But these are men who just feel so deeply wronged by the like the cards that they were dealt. And that's... We, I'm not as tall as I want to be. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, not as thin as I want to be. All of those things. But it's up to you to change your life. And you can't go and sit in a forum. And sometimes I wonder if Reddit, 4chan, all of these kind of chat groups are just starting dark things and allowing <clears throat> it to happen. And it yeah. created this world where you could find somebody like-minded and cultivate and get worse and darker and darker Certainly. and darker. That's why it's so successful now yeah. is because these people can connect on the internet. Yeah. So I just think, you know, for, for those of us who aren't normies, uh-huh. you know, that are just trying to live our lives, I think it's important to be aware that this is out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
as a social justice warrior, there, I don't know what you can do. If someone finds out what it is and it starts to work and make a difference, more power to you. And I would be more than happy to look at how I could get involved. Yeah. But in the meantime, I think the point of you and I having this conversation really does need to be to let people know that this is there. Yeah. It's dangerous. I mean, you don't, I don't know how you protect yourselves and your family. I think a higher alertness to it. Yeah. As you know, definitely to see something, say something that, you know, um, if you encounter somebody that's, you know, exhibiting maybe a lot of these traits that make you, and if they have any sort of, you know, sense about them that they may be looking to commit a crime, be vigilant and yeah, you know, I think contact your local authorities, I guess. I think it's good to know these words. And mm-hmm. if you hear it or just perk up and have your spidey senses about you and, yeah, always a see something, say something, you know, these guys don't, don't need to be here. Right, <laughs> like and they don't delay. Like, and we don't want to shine a light on it to, you know, do that. We're really just saying, like, with anything and everything that can affect your safety and your security, I'm so sorry to say there's one more layer I need to add, and it's this. It's incels, and you really need to be as informed as possible. Yeah. So they hate justice, social justice warriors. And we don't. But we don't. So to cleanse our palates, yes. move on with this podcast a little bit, Eric and I thought that we would, first of all, we're not man haters. No, God, no. <laughs> we love Listen. men, and there are so many great men out there. And so we wanted to call out some of our favorite social justice warriors and cheer them on. Yeah. So I'm going to say, if you like Twitter, speaking of someplace that can get dark, Chris Evans is truly the Captain America everybody needs. Not only is he gorgeous, can mm-hmm. act, his Twitter feed with oh, his yeah. dog, when he comes home after a film shoot, the way his dog loves on him is so sweet. But he is articulate, he is educated, he is well-read, and he will take down the president or whomever he doesn't like what they are saying, and he continues to fight for equality for all. His brother is gay, he clearly fights for that. He fights for women's equality, everything. He's a good guy. Uh, Speaking of presidents, I'm going to talk about our former president, Barack Obama, who I miss you dearly, Barack. He's an amazing social justice warrior. He, of course, has raised his daughters beautifully. He treats his wife amazingly. And he was such a good supporter of female rights, but not only female, um, our ally, our friends that we're allies <laughs> for and that LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, him getting rid of don't ask, don't tell. I believe that was him or was that Clinton? No, some I think. I think it was him. And, you know, obviously all the movement he made towards making um, gay marriage legal in this country and acceptance of um, uh, trans people in the military, you know, hopefully those things don't get pulled back as far as this current administration wants them to be. But shout out to Barack Obama. You're an amazing social justice warrior and a great man. Yeah. I'm also going to add in a podcaster who we love, armchair expert with Dax Shepard. He is a just warrior. He will take on so many different topics from mental illness to addiction. Um, he and his wife, Kristen Bell, would refuse to get married until everybody else could. And the minute it got approved, they ran to the courthouse and got married. They don't just walk the walk. They talk the talk. They do everything over in that, I'm going to call it the Bell House. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's wearing the pants. But he is a great podcast. And you can just hear the way he talks and just feel so passionate and he is doing some really good work and putting out really good podcasts too. I'm going to call out another comedian who you talked to me about before we started podcasting, but Patton Oswald oh. 
is uh, not just for women, but again, for all people, all rights, just the right side of justice, an amazing dude who stands up for the right stuff and he does it publicly and he will not be shamed. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to say his name right. Kumail Ninjami, mm-hmm. um, who was did the big sick. He's also a great Twitter account you want to follow. Just somebody who knows his stuff, you know, an immigrant, understands things, just a social justice warrior out there. And there are, like we said, a lot of really great guys out there and women. But with this whole episode, we really wanted to remind you and, like we said, do a palate cleanser. This is the sorbet or whatever you get in between your seven-course meal. Yep. And I'm going to lastly just put out there, both of us have amazing dads who were not yep. afraid to raise their daughters nope. to stand up for themselves, to work for themselves, to take care of themselves, to keep tools in the closet and know <laughs> how to change a tire when you got it. Exactly. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. Shout out to my dad who always said, every time we get a tire, an oil change, rotate your tires. That's right. Yeah, yes. so we do know a couple things. That's right. All right. Okay, palette is cleansed. Cleansed. Let's do some pop-ups. You ready? Yes. All right. You want to go first? Yeah. So, going to go real different. I have talked about Taylor Strecker before. She has a Mm -hmm. podcast called Taste of Taylor. She also has a daily radio show that is kind of like Patreon-y that you can pay for. But she does a weekly podcast just to give you a little bit of a taste. It's not even an hour. Just to see if you want to, like, buy into her daily radio show. An ex- um, yeah, an X series XM radio host who you <laughs> so and I both X's. really loved. And she can be seen on many other podcasts as well as a guest host. But this week was called Watch What Crappens Takes a Taste of Taylor. Ooh, yay! And so Ben and Ronnie from one of our favorite podcasts, Watch What Crappens, came on. And this is what I loved the most is that they talked a little Bravo shit, but then they just talked friend stuff, who they oh, are. That's awesome. A personal conversation. Because sometimes I don't want a Ramona impression. I just <laughs> always want to know, like, so Ben, how was your night last night? How's your boyfriend? Like, yeah, we don't get a lot of that from you them. You don't get a lot of that. And so I highly recommend going over there because just a really good personal conversation. They've become personal friends. They went out the night before. They went out. Oh, they were hungover. There was a little bit of a hangover voice. Love Ronnie Hangover. He is a loosey goosey. Yeah, and there was also a bit of a backstory about how Watch What Happens came to be. Oh yeah? Watch what happens. Watch what happens. We know how Watch What Happens happened. And Cohen happened. (laughs) And Cohen happened. But so yeah, they talk a lot about like their blogs, how they kind of knew each other, how their paths crossed, how they got started, and there's nothing better than a backstory on one of your favorite podcasts. So but just be prepared. The energy is intense. Oh, Taylor cool. Strecker is a loud, fast uh-huh. talker. Energy is high pitch, so it's perfect for like on your way to work. You excited for that nine AM meeting? I want to listen to that. Tell me that name again. So it's called Taste of Taylor, and the episode is Watch What Crappens Takes a Taste of Taylor. Like it? Yes, it was really good. Um, I listened to a podcast. I told you about it actually last week. I listened to another episode today. The podcast is called Girls Gotta Eat. Yes, and you know I've talked about. Um, V single on here before. This is why you're single. Uh, you up is another one that you and I have both talked about. Yeah. And in fact, I listened to the girls got to eat hosts, Raina and Ashley, <coughs> as guests so on sorry. you up a couple of months back. Okay. And I've been meaning to listen to their podcast, and I got to it last week. So again, it's like a relationship sex advice show. They're two girls. They're super contemporary. I gather they live in L.A. by uh-huh. kind of the things that they reference. Um, but they had an episode they released last week, the day after Thanksgiving, called I Regret Nothing. <laughs> 
And so first of all, they were just running down a hilarious list of like their own Halloween sexual mishaps, walk of shames, the best Halloween walk of shame that they have ever seen, you know, by another person. And then they got into like personal regrets. Yeah. Like if you have fucked up with a friend and how you like live with that like guilt and self-loathing, you know, and like even if they've forgiven you, uh, you know, how it's still kind of sometimes a journey for you to forgive yourself. Yeah. And sometimes when a relationship is over and you sit too long in what could I have done differently and just talking about how like get your shit back together, get up, stop drinking so much, Uh get back to the gym, like let the self-loathing go. Nice. You know, it was a pretty good cathartic episode for me. I've got a little bit of that going on Uh in my life. Yeah. So it's an episode that super touched me and that I realized, even though I'd listened to it over a week ago, I've been thinking about it every day since, Uh at least in the back of my mind. You know what happens when you think about something three times? Well, I'd go buy it. (laughs) That is my rule in this store. If I walk away from something I wanted to buy and three separate times later (laughs) in my life, I think about... I really want that item. I go back to the store and I you buy it. Have it's it. just my it's my rule. So maybe that's like the same thing with like a podcast. Yeah. Topic. That, well, that's why it's my pop up because love it. I have I listened to it about a week and a half ago now. Yeah. I think I came home and told you about it. it. And I've thought about it several times since. So I thought got to pop it up this week. Well, I like it, and that was light and bright mm-hmm. and not at all dark. We went to <laughs> some dark places yes. this week, but let's. Um, Breathe in, breathe out. Looking forward to episode Oh, you can 50. breathe through your nose. Way to rub it in. Hey, look. You can breathe in <laughs> your mouth. Mouth breather. Um, cool. Mouth breather. <laughs> um, looking forward to episode 15 next week. Yes. Cannot wait, guys. So have a great week. Stay alert. Stay safe. But no matter what you do, do not forget to be kind. And rewind. Bye, guys. Bye.